Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's episode of the Ambitious Podcast, we're going to be pontificating. We're going to be piggybacking on last week's podcast that was all about why the people who don't, who do know you, I keep saying don't know you, but why the people who know you don't support you. And the people who don't freaking know you are your biggest cheerleaders, which I think for a lot of people was a very hard pill to swallow. But the reason why I wanted to kind of link these two podcasts together is that when you know your life's purpose, when you know your definiteness of purpose, when you know why you are here, what your mission is, you don't give a fuck who supports you because you are so hell-bent and you are so just monomaniacal on the one thing that you were put here to do, whatever that is. And so I am going to talk a lot about life's purpose today, and I am going to give you some real tangible tools and real deep shadow work here on the Ambitious Podcast to take your life to the next level and to truly stand in your power and remember why the fuck you're here and to live in your life's purpose. And as you guys know, we don't have any sponsors here. When I'm not selling rubber underwear, I'm not selling, you know, athletic greens. I don't make a dime off of this podcast, but there's just a couple of uh, troll tolls that you have to pay. And one of them is don't be a hoe, share the show as Andy Frisella would say. And then the second thing is, if you have not already, sign up for our seven-day totally complimentary experience on the Ambitious app. And if you already have signed up for that seven-day and you never took advantage of it, because I've been noticing a lot of people have been signing up and then they don't go to the full nth degree and they don't sign up for the whole entire thing, some shit happened in their life. Maybe you know they went on vacation or something came up and they just couldn't put 110% of themselves into the app that week. Just DM me on Instagram or you can um, inbox me or you can send me an email at hello at kbmsc.com and I can get you signed up for that seven-day uh, part of the app. And I'm telling you, it's the next level. If you really are ready to stop being the victim and to stop living in the past and to stand in your power and live as the HBIC of your most ambitious life, then the Ambitious app is going to be the thing for you. So scroll down to the show notes and sign up. And like I said, don't be a hoe, share the show, tell all your people about this because like I said, I know for a fact that my mission and my purpose is to have Ambitious be a movement for all women And you are crusaders for that movement. And I appreciate you from the bottom of my little black heart. So don't be a hoe. Please share the show. And then obviously, like I said, sign up for that seven-day free app. And usually what we do is we let everybody on on a Friday. We give you 48 hours to play around with the app and learn how to use it. Super easy. And then our seven-day free trial starts on Mondays. And so you really get nine free days of the app. 
There's no catches. It's totally complimentary. It, we want you to try it before you buy it because we know you're going to fall in love with it. Okay. All right. Let's get into this. So last week on the podcast, we were talking all about why the people who know you don't support you. And I'm here to tell you that being ambitious and being great and being the HBIC of your life is a lonely walk. I mean, it can be, especially if you're not surrounding yourself with the right people. And the other thing that I want to say is jealousy happens when you remind people of what they don't have. And I don't just mean jealousy of what they don't have with like materialism. I mean, just jealousy of like, you are such a bright light. You're undistracted. You're powerful. You're tenacious. You're determined. You're unflappable. And that really bothers people. And mostly it bothers the people who know you, especially people you grew up with, especially people who are part of your familial structure. It can trigger a lot of people. And when I was doing research for these last couple podcasts, I was in the Bible and it said in Luke 4, 24, truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. And what that means is the people who know you will not support you because they know you as like, ah, it's just Katie from kindergarten, who cares? Or it's just Katie from college or it's just Katie from high school or whomever. So let me say that again. Truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in their hometown. The people who hate me the most are the people that I grew up with. The people who are the least supportive of me are the people that I grew up with and the people that I went to school with or the people that I worked with or whatever. And it's these people who don't know me from Adam are the ones that are my biggest cheerleaders. They're the biggest crusaders from the Abitious movement. And it just goes to show me that those are the people that I want to have in my life and not these people that, you know, just because I've been friends with them since kindergarten, I should be hanging around with them. Like, no, 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 no. And you have to understand that not everyone will be a congratulator. Most people are going to be haters. So I'm telling you guys right now, if you really truly want to go to the next level, ghost all these people, ghost all these people that don't support you and be okay with you know being the executioner with that energy. Put that energetic cord through the, the guillotine like we did last week's podcast, right? That cord cutting ceremony that I taught you guys. And never, ever, ever, ever let anyone put their limitations and their limiting self-beliefs and your past on you. You never, ever, ever let other people do that to you. And it's a difficult thing because of course, you know, I'm a people pleaser too. That's the way I was raised. I want to be liked. I want to be loved, but it's not helping me do my work. It's not helping me make the ambitious movement grow. It's not helping me help awaken as many women on this earth as that I, that I can to know that they don't need all this bullshit, that they have everything inside of them right now to be incredible. And unfortunately, you know, you don't need this huge group of people around you cheering you on. I think it was Kobe Bryant that said, booze don't block dunks. You don't need everybody telling you that you're a perfect little, you know, perfect little thing. You don't need it. And I also believe wholeheartedly, because I have done this and I have proved that this is real, 
that elevation and ascension requires separation. Elevation requires separation, okay? The biggest work that I've ever done, the things that have made me the most money and have made me most proud were the things that I did in the quiet recesses of my life where no one knew I was struggling, where no one knew that I was scared, where no one knew I was working on this thing. And you have to really put yourself in these haters' shoes every once in a while to understand like how they feel and why they're not supporting you. And then you'll be like, oh, I, I, I understand this, right? And the other thing I have to say is a lot of people that know you, they want you to do well. They actually love you, but they don't want you to do too well. And they don't want you to do better than them. And when that happens, a lot of times their true colors come out. And I've talked about this a lot on my app, but I've talked about this a lot on my social media and in my blogs and in my podcast about how reciprocation is really truly now going forward in this new paradigm and this new narrative is about matching energy. So I'm gonna give back the same amount of energy to the people giving me their energy. So if you're giving me 100% of yourself, I'm gonna fucking match that energy. If you are giving me 50, I will give you 50. If you're giving me zero, you bet your ass that I'm gonna give you that zero right back. I think that we have to understand that matching energy is healthy. It's a mirror. So we need to really take a step back and be like, you know, I I just keep texting this person because I just wanna hang out with them and I really actually love them and I, we've been friends for so long and la, 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 la. Mm, they're giving you the least, sis. So I think it's time for you to start matching energy and that is what I am doing and it's been working for me and it's really been allowing the cream to rise to the top and that feels good and that feels safe and that feels full and that feels juicy to me in my life where I'm at right now. And we have to take a consensus as ambitious women to see who's checking up on us and who's in our corner. Like I always tell everybody I know like I know who's I know who's sharing my shit. I see everything that everyone does. I might not com I may not comment on it. I may not say things, but I watch everything. I'm very aware of who's doing what for me. And the people that are doing the most for me, I'm going to do the most right back to them. And like it says in the Bible also, without vision, you perish. And I think that that's why it's so important today to talk about life's purpose. And I want you guys to shock the world. I want you all, my desire for you all is to move in sh- in silence. Like I talked about last week on the podcast, like don't don't talk about it, be about it. Like embody the person that you are. You know, no one that's doing the most has to tell people like, I'm doing the most, I'm doing the most. Like the people who are doing the most, like they just, you know, they, what is it? Like the old adage, like uh, be quiet, but yield a big stick or something like that. You know, I think it's a Winston Churchill quote. <laughs> of course I bludgeoned it, but you guys understand, you know, because a lot of people are a big hat, no cattle. That's another old adage. You know, they look, like they're doing the most, but behind closed doors, they ain't got shit to back it up, right? Let the results from what you do and how you show up and who you are speak for themselves, right? Like I always say, keep shit on the DL tip. Do you remember that old saying from the 90s? Like, keep it on the DL tip. Keep it on the DL. 
And what's going to happen is when you're ready, you can put it forward and people are going to be like, damn, where's she been? Like she did all this in like the last couple of months where she's been quiet. Yes. Because the big shit happens in, like I said, in the dark recesses of our lives. And, you know, support is going to come from the most unlikely of places. And I think for someone like me, and I'm sure you out there in a bitches land, that can be hurtful sometimes because you're like, why doesn't my sister support me? Why doesn't my mom support me? Why doesn't my best three friends support me? But then random strangers will come up to me, you know, like I've had people for the last 10 years, you know, they'll, they'll see me out and they'll come up to me and they'll be shaking. Oh my God, I can't believe it's really you. And I'm like, uh, what? Did I, did I do something? Did I fuck your man? And they're like, I listened to your podcast or I read your book and it changed my life or I, or I, I saw you do this or I saw you like those people respect the piss out of me when the people that are in my inner sanctum are just like, ah, it's just Katie. It's just Katie. Right. And then when you do the great shit, you let the people talk because people are going to talk regardless and you're going to get the social proof that you deserve. It just may not happen overnight. And the last thing that I want to talk about before we go into life's purpose is, you know that old saying, blood is thicker than water? So that's actually not the true quote. And this was a very like jarring thing when I find found out about this because I've actually heard um, this all my life. You know, like, Katie, blood is thicker than water. You know, like, we're your family. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay. And so I've kind of been brainwashed a little bit into that by like my grandparents and things like that. And the actual real quote is, and I'm going to read it. So the blood is thicker than water is not the real quote. The real quote is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb, which means your chosen family is going to be more supportive and more loving sometimes than the family that you share blood with. And I think that the quicker that we as ambitious women and the quicker that we as entrepreneurs and strong women in to, in this day and age understand that and get it through our thick skulls, the happier that we're going to be in our lives. And that's just the damn truth, right? Okay, so let's get really down deep and dirty into uh, your purpose of life finding your purpose, and all the things that come along with that, okay? So remember, everything on this earth, everything, even a mosquito, even a little bitty tiny ant, you know, even rain or snow or hail, sunshine, everything has an actual purpose. And of course, duh, that includes you. And you have to understand that your purpose in life provides you with an inner drive that once you tap into that inner drive, that special secret sauce, it will give you immense fulfillment and it will give you unlimited joy and you will have the freedom and the core desired feelings and all the experiences that you've ever desired and more. And I want you to understand these three things. Your purpose in life never changes. It's with you from the time that you're born until the time that you take your last breath. It is 100% eternal, meaning your life's purpose can live in perpetuity forever and ever, amen, across dimensional planes, across ancestral lines. And last but not least, your inner purpose is 100% available to you at each 
and every moment. Okay. So I want you to hear those words that are coming out of my mouth. And also to kind of pontificate on this, everything you do in your life has a consequence, good, bad, or indifferent. And what ultimately shapes you and shapes your life and shapes your future and shapes your dharma and shapes your karma and all those things are the decisions that you make. And you can, and it is your life's purpose, and it is your birthright to live the life of your dreams and to have the life that you deserve. And that will come when all of your consequences to the decisions that you've made and the actions that you've made and the thoughts that you've think, thunk, thinked, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, are positive ones, okay? And how do we make that happen? By three decisions, okay? You guys ready? This is like a podcast where you should be taking notes. So the three decisions that shape the trajectory of your life are as follows. Number one, decide what to focus on every day, day after day, at every given moment. So as you know, because we've talked about this in ad nauseum on the Ambitious Podcast, what you focus on determines how you will think, it will determine how you will feel, and it will determine how you show up and how you contribute to this earth and all of its inhabitants. So we must, as ambitious women, as HBICs of our most ambitious lives, have to choose empowering things that we focus on every day, in every way, in every situation. So that's number one. Number two, we have to give meaning and decide what things mean. Meaning is something that you determine, not anyone else, but you solely. And you cannot control events, but you can control what events mean to you. What do I mean by that? If you were sexually assaulted, let's just say for sake of conversation, because I have had sexual assault in my past. Let's just say you were sexually assaulted. You could be suicidal. You could be depressed. You could have anxiety. You could have post-traumatic stress disorder. You could be the victim for the rest of your life and live in fear of anything like that happening to you again. Or you could take that sexual assault experience and use it to shape the trajectory of the rest of your life. You will become more strong, more powerful. Maybe you would even get into some kind of advocacy work where you help other women who have also been victims of sexual assault and sexual abuse. I don't know what that looks like to you, but you have a fork in the road. You can either go down the victim road or you can go down the empowering road. I choose to always go down the empowering road. If I told you some of the shit that's fucking happened in my life, and I have told you a lot on this podcast, and I even go deeper on my app because that's my safe space to really talk about the real shit. <laughs> the shit that I've gone through, I should literally be living in a van down by the river and being a psychopath, victim, anxiety-stricken, depressed person. But I chose to take all the things that ever happened to me and use it to write a book, to podcast, to have an international television show, to have one of the most successful coaching companies in the world right now as we speak. It's like the old turn that frown upside down. I, ha I hate to say it like so like kind of nonchalantly, but like I am all about being a nonchalant bitch here on the Ambitious Podcast. So we decide what the things that we go through in our lives, what it means. And the third thing that shapes your life 
The third decision that shapes your life is deciding what you will do when something happens. Remember, God delays are not God's denials unless you give up. And I always say that God never says no to a prayer. There are no unanswered prayers on the face of this planet. God has three things. He may say, yes, not right now, or I have something better. And I think that what happens is, and this happens a lot for the people that I know that I've coached throughout the years is like, you know, they, they want to do something and they know their life's purpose. Like say they want to be a coach and then, you know, they go and they become a coach and they do all the branding work and they do all the work and they show up and they do everything. And then maybe they don't get clients right away. I see so many people just give up and throw in the towel and fail. And it's so sad, but that is their decision. And that's why people like me who are just sick motherfuckers who are like, I don't care come hell or high water, I'm making this happen. It does not matter how long it takes. This is my dharma. This is my birthright. This is my mission, my purpose on earth. I'm here for the long game. And I think a lot of people aren't. They're like, oh, I'll try it once and you know, I'll throw shit to the wall and if it doesn't stick, ah, who cares, fuck it. And it's like, you're a loser. You're the opposite of ambitious. You're an excuse making victim and I, and I don't care and I don't want you in my app and I don't want you, uh, coming to my events and I don't want you at Bitchapalooza. I don't even want you to read my book. I don't want you to do anything because you're never going to learn and you're never going to step up and that's okay. 98% of the human population was created to be mediocre because they get stuck in hypnotic rhythm and they let the world bowl them over. And they're not the type of people who get knocked down and stand back up. And that's okay. You know, it's like mashfika, like more for me. That's what we say in Portugal. More for me. That's it. I don't know what else to say about it, but it's true. And we also have to discover the sources of our pain because that pain powers purpose always. And whatever drives you always will shape your life. And human beings are primarily driven by two things, the need to avoid pain and the need to gain pleasure. And pain can obviously, as we all know, it can be a very useful thing. The things that have given me most pain have given me the most drive because I've actually taken those things and and used them for my greater highest good. Most people can't do that. They just don't have the brain power. They have shit for brains. They just can't do that. And that's okay. But what we have to understand is pain is so useful. Like, for example, you know, old, the old saying is like, you know, uh, you tell a child, like, stay away from the stove, it's hot, stay away from the stove, it's hot. You can say this shit till it's blue and you're blue in the face. But one day that, that child is going to touch the stove and they're going to know, fuck, now I have a blister the size of Manhattan on my hand. I'm never going to do that again. Right. So that could be a very constructive thing where, you know, like this equals pain and pain can be destructive and it can be creative and you have to choose what source that you are going to use, the destructive or the creative parts of pain that are going to power your purpose. Peter Piper, pickle pepper. <laughs> so you have to ask yourself these three questions. Number one is around feeling pain. Like, why am I feeling this pain? Okay, what is this pain? The first one is what unique thing is happening when I feel pain? right? The second thing is what recent things happens about the same time that I feel the pain. 
And the third thing is what consistent factor is present when I experience this pain? Because if you're experiencing pain in any area of your life, these three questions that I just said can help you discover the actual source and decide whether it's helping you or it's hurting you, right? If it's a creative thing or if it's a destructive thing. And then you give yourself the information you need to create that deeper meaning around what the actual pain is, right? Okay. So if we desire to live an ambitious life, we have the power to do so, but we have to create a compelling, juicy, filled, just mm, whole future. And how you know your purpose, like how people come to me all the time, like, how do I know my purpose? How do I find my life's purpose? What's my life's purpose? And I'm like, I can't help you with that, even though I can, but you have to decide what your purpose is in life, right? And what's really, (laughs) there's so many studies about life's purpose, and I think it's very funny, but there was this uh, study at the Massachusetts Department of Health years ago, and the most important risk factor, okay, so listen to this, you ready? The most important risk factor in dying of your first heart attack is job dissatisfaction, okay? And did you know that the most heart attacks and the most deaths from heart attacks happen around 8.30 in the morning on Monday mornings? Wanna know why? Because everyone just fucking had a great weekend where they had freedom, And then they get the Sunday night scaries because they hate their job. They're like, oh, fuck, I'm back to the grind tomorrow. And they wake up with that fuck pit in their stomach because they're not working and they're not living in their life's purpose. And they know it. They know it on a deep cellular level. And because they hate their job so much and they hate the way that their lives turned out, they get sick because I believe that any... I believe in my heart that any frustration and any blocks in our body that we're like not paying attention to that are energetic and that have to do with joy and freedom and core desired feelings and all that stuff will create actual illness, sickness, and disease. And if you haven't already uh, read the book, Man's Search for Meaning, it's one of my favorite books by Viktor Frankl. He was in a Holocaust. He was a Holocaust survivor. The book is absolutely intense, but it's incredible at the same time. It's like I said, it's one of my favorite books. And he found his actual purpose while in the concentration camps in Auschwitz. And he vowed to himself when he found his purpose, which came from the darkest, most horrible experience that anyone can have in their lives. Okay. He vowed when he found his purpose that somehow he would survive this and he would share his history and he would share his experiences and he would share his story and he would make sure that something like the Holocaust would never, ever, 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 ever happen again. And guess what? His purpose came from the most horrible place on the planet. (laughs) And a lot of people, they're just, not using these bad experiences to power their purpose. And, I, and I've and i used all of the worst experiences in my life to create the ambitious brand and to create the ambitious lifestyle and to be the coach and the, uh, and the uh, motivator that I am. And I really urge each and every one of you out there in ambitious land to do the same. 
And your purpose in your life is up to you. No one else can tell you what to do. And if you listen to what other people want from you to be your life purpose and you actually follow through with it, you're probably going to be unhappy your whole life. It's, you know, it's like those people who have like their dads are lawyers or doctors and they push them into being lawyers and doctors and they hate being a lawyer or they hate being a doctor. <sighs> Not good, you know? It's like Varsity Blues. I don't want your life. Do you remember that? I mean, this is, I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit with the movie situation, but it's true. So you have to ask yourself, are you being efficient or, or are you being effective? And being efficient means doing things the right way. And being effective means doing the right things. If you can be efficient and effective on the journey to find your life's purpose, it is going to happen quicker and it is going to be easier and it's going to be lickety split and you're going to be able to really stand in your power and be that purposeful bitch. And I also want to say that life is a game. One of my favorite uh, authors and, and coaches was Florence Scovelshin. She writes a book, The Game of Life and How to Play It. Um, you can listen to it on my app. You can listen to it on free on YouTube. I'm sure you can buy the book. But people have to understand that life is a game. And there are very concrete reasons why people don't win at the game of life. And I'm going to tell you why. There's actually seven reasons. The first reason that so many people feel like they can't win at the game of life is they don't know the purpose of the game. <laughs> and the purpose of the game is to live your, li live your life's purpose, <laughs> okay? That's the game. Number two, why some people don't win at the game of life, <clears throat> it's actually only 2% of the human population actually win at the game of life. I hate to say it. And I, I've said it ad nauseum on this podcast and everything I talk about, and it's true. Number two is, even though they don't know the purpose, they have rules for themselves and everyone else about how the game must be played. So you're telling everyone like, you need to do this and you need to do that and don't do that because that makes me feel uncomfortable and don't say that because that make, that triggers me and you don't even know what the fucking purpose is anyway. So that's kind of futile, don't you think? The third reason why some people don't win at the game of life is that their rules are in conflict, right? They're in cognitive dissonance. They're stuck between a rock and a hard place. They're kind of like, well, I understand both sides. It's like, no, you have to, like my grandma said, you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything. The fourth reason why some people don't win at the game of life is even when they play by the rules, they don't always win. And you know, que sera, sera, that's just how it goes. <laughs> I mean, I play the game like a fucking Russian professional chess player and I still fall flat in my face and I still fuck up and I still have really bad days. And then the fifth reason why some people don't win at the game of life is sometimes they actually get rewarded for breaking the rules and that can send some real mixed messaging, right? And then the sixth reason is they have to work with other people who have all the wrong rules. So you may know the rules, but then you're surrounded by a bunch of fucking assholes. That's why on the last podcast, when I talked about why the people who know you don't support you, and this is the reason, this is why it's so important to get away from those people and to be around the people who understand the rules that are like-minded, that understand their purpose. And if they don't fully know their purpose, they're well on their way to finding out their purpose. And the seventh reason that people don't win at the game of life is they think that it's a life and death game. They put so much fear and so much pressure on themselves that they never truly live. I used to be like this. I'm not like this anymore. And since I stepped away from that energy, it has totally changed my life, okay? 
So here are the seven strategies for people who actually find their purpose and they win at the game of life. Y'all ready? Okay, number one, they decide the purpose of the game. They choose what is the purpose of the game. Number two, they have fewer rules on how to be happy. You know, if you have all of these things where it's like, if my wine isn't at a perfect chill, I will flip out, you know? Or if my if the chocolate isn't left on my pillow at the hotel just the right way, I'm gonna have a fucking conniption fit. Or if my latte that I, you know, paid $7 for isn't like the perfect temperature of 105, I'm gonna like have a nutty. You're a fucking loser and you need to get bigger problems, okay? Sorry, it's true. The next reason is their rules are consistent. They are consistent. Consistency is key in your life's purpose and being the HBIC. Number four, they give themselves pleasure whenever they win. There's nothing better than reaching a milestone or reaching a goal or, you know, reaching a dream and then like giving yourself a good old fashioned pat on the back or some kind of a reward or some kind of pleasure principle. Number five, the strategies used by real winners at the game of life are they give themselves short bursts of pain if they violate their sense of purpose in life. So anytime they go against their rules that they've made for themselves, they will punish themselves, right? And that is huge. Like we have to be our own cheerleaders and we have to be our own punishers. And number six They know that everybody has different rules. They understand that not everyone thinks like them. Not everyone's going to fall into the same category. Not everyone's going to resonate and align with their purpose and what they desire in life. And they're okay with that. And all of their relationships succeed because they try to understand the other person's rules. They may not follow the other person's rules, but they understand. And that is why there's so much division. And that is why there's so much polarization in our day and age because everyone is not following the seven strategies used by winners. They're following the strategies used by motherfucking losers who lose at the game of life and end up just being mediocre motherfuckers. And the last thing that people use as strategies that actually really truly win and are the HBICs of their lives are, they don't take life too seriously. Listen, I'm a very serious person when it comes to certain things, but at the end of the day, I like a good old-fashioned fart joke. I like to laugh. I like to have fun, and I work hard, but I play hard too, and I think that that is so, so, so important. And sometimes when you when you lose a dream or you fall down or you fuck up or something bad happens to you, that's actually when you find your destiny. I was actually on a podcast a few weeks ago called the Sacred Rebels Podcast. And we were talking about how for all three of us women that were on the podcast that day, that the things that were the worst things in their lives were the things that actually powered their purpose. And no matter what happens in life, you have to find an empowering meaning in everything you do, everything. And you have to ask yourself, every time something bad comes up or every time something adverse or uncomfortable, you have to say, how can I use this to power my purpose? How can I use this to be the HBIC of my life? And often, as you know, when you look back on life and you connect the dots, you actually realize that the worst situations that you ever experienced turn out to be what makes you your best, what makes you strong, what makes you powerful, what makes you invincible. And if you're truly 
living an ambitious life and you're open and willing and able to trust that the universe has your back and you know that everything in your life, soul contracts, horrible things, amazing things, they all happen for your highest, greatest good and for your life's purpose and for a reason. And if you look for the benefits in your life, you will find them. Just like if you look for empowering thoughts and you look for empowering things, you're going to have an empowered life. If you look for defeating, disempowering things, you're going to have a disempowered, defeatist life. And I don't want you to wait to have like this pinnacle of success to actually feel good and to feel strong and powerful. I desire deeply for each one of you out there in ambitious land to live your best life, your most ambitious life right now, today, by enjoying the one that you have. So let's just say you're 100 pounds overweight. I don't want you to be like, oh, and when I lose this weight, then I'll be happy because it's not fucking true. Be happy in the 100 pound plus body that you're in right now, but do the things that you have to do to get yourself to be in your optimal health and wellness era, right? And you can find purpose in the simplest of things. You know, you don't have to be the next Nelson Mandela. You don't have to be the next Mother Teresa. You don't have to be the next Martin Luther King Jr. You can be just this simple person. Help an animal. Help a friend. That is purposeful. And every time that we as these ambitious women do this work, we help the world get a little bit more ambitious every day. And everyone thinks about changing the world, but they don't think about changing themselves. And that is the biggest flaw of human society right now. You know, everyone's like on their soapboxes and they're like, you know, hell no, we won't go. And they're picketing and they're talking a bunch of shit. But like, it's like, okay, well, if you have a problem with human trafficking, then go fucking start an underground railroad human trafficking you know, group in your local area. If you feel uh, like animals are being abused, don't just talk about it on your Facebook and post shit and repost shit. Go out and do something about it. Don't talk about it, be about it, embody it, right? And, you know, it's almost like that movie Field of Dreams, like if you build it, they will come. You know, you gotta, you'll see it when you believe it. Not the other way around, like I'll believe it when I see it. You'll see it when you believe it, right? That is so massively huge. Okay, so I'm gonna give you some work to do. I'm gonna give you some work to do. And this is really deep, pithy shadow work and it's gonna take time. So don't feel like you have to do this all in one sitting. But I think that once you do this work, it's gonna change the trajectory of your life, okay? So this is your assignment. As you guys know, life is about two things. It's about being and it's about doing. And ultimately, our ambitious lives, our destinies, our dharma, our fate, our purpose is about who you become, what you do, and the lives of the people that you touch. So when you desire to discover a greater sense of meaning in your life, you're gonna follow these steps. Okay, and this is going to help you discover your life's purpose. You ready? Okay. Take a nice deep breath and close your eyes unless you're driving. And I want you just to go back to that place and remember, what did I want to be when I grew up? And remember all the times in your life where you felt like you're in the flow and you are on a fucking roll. 
Okay. So number one, with your eyes closed, remember when you were around like five, six, seven years old, what did you want to be when you grow up? And why did you want to be that thing? And what feeling did you hope it would give you if you became that thing, if you accomplished that thing? And now the next thing is, I want you to think of something else that you wanted to be when you were growing up. It maybe not be like what you wanted to be when you were seven, eight, or nine, but it could have been like when you were 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, like when you were like a young adult, a teenager. So think about when you were a teenager, who did you want to be? What did you want to be? Why did you want to be that? And what feeling, because remember, core desired feelings are everything. What feeling were you looking to experience by being that person, right? So when you were a kid, think about what did you want to do? Why did you want to do that? What feelings that you were hoping to get from that? Who are your role models growing up, right? And then again, think of a third thing that you wanted to be. Now, this could be in your 20s, mid-20s. Think of the third thing in your mid-20s that you wanted to be. Again, why did you want to be that person? And, and what were the feelings that you were hoping it would give you? Okay, so that's the first thing I want you guys to do. The second thing I want you all out there in a bitch's land to do is say, again, with your eyes closed, unless you're driving, Think about a time in your life where you were really on a roll, where like things were just going with the flow. They were flowing effortlessly. Everything was amazing. Next fucking level. What were you doing? What were you feeling? What were you experiencing? Who were you around? What was the language being spoken? How were you talking? How were you showing up? And then I want you to do that again. I want you to think about another time in your life that you were on a roll where you really felt like this is what life is all about. What was happening? What were you doing? How were you feeling? Were there other people involved with you at that moment when you were feeling that way? And how were you showing up? Who were you being? And what were you doing? And I want you to really capture not only the idea of this, but I want you to capture all the feelings as well, because those are so important, because feelings are the most important things in lives, in your lives. Again, the third time, I want you to think of a third time where you just felt incredible. You just felt on top of the world. What were you doing? What were you sharing? What were you creating? How were you showing up in all that happy horse shit? Okay? Now, this is the next step. So this is step two. I want you to write down your purpose. This is why if you read my book, Ambitious, I talk about your ambitious abundance affirmation. This is also has to do with your life's purpose because you have to know your life's purpose to daily say your ambitious abundance affirmation, okay? So I want you to write just a simple phrase, a sentence or two. It doesn't have to be perfect. And you know, the first time it will evolve and it will keep being malleable and it will keep going and going and going. I want you to brainstorm this and I want you to write several phrases about what your purpose is in life and find the one that feels right. So your purpose in life, it could be like, my purpose in life is to be fun, happy, and grateful, and to enjoy my life and share my love with others. Now, that seems very simple, and that could be your purpose. Your purpose doesn't have to be, I'm gonna save you know all the starving children in Africa, because that is way too much work for one person to do. So I want your purpose 
to include a positive statement. So it's stated in the positive. So the purpose of my life is, and it's always a beautiful thing. It has to be brief so you can always remember it. It has to include emotionally charged words. It has to tell you who you're going to be, how you're going to be, how you're going to show up, what you're going to do. It has to include not just yourself, but it has to include the others around you that you love. It has to be achievable in this lifetime. And it also has to be able to be experienced every day. And it has to make you happy. It has to make you really, really happy. So the purpose of my life is to fill in the blanks. Now, the purpose of my life, and I know that this is for a fact, is the purpose of my life is to give women all across the globe the tools to live an ambitious life. That's it. (laughs) Because I know how it's going to make me feel. It's going to make me feel like I mattered. It's going to make me feel fulfilled. It's going to make me feel grateful. It's going to make me feel abundant and all the core desired feelings that I desire to feel. And the last step in finding the purpose of your life is, I want you for the next 30 days to write down your purpose, brainwash it into your mind, and keep your purpose in front of you. Know at all times what that purpose is. I don't care. It's like put a copy on the, you know, as you open the screen of your phone, you can put your purpose all over your home. You can put it on your in your car. I don't care what you do. And I want you to look at it every day, multiple times a day, and keep asking yourself, how can I live more of my purpose? How can I live more of my purpose? How can I live more of my purpose? And really ask yourself, I can live my purpose even more by filling in the blanks, right? It could be helping others. It could be doing social media content that has to do with your purpose, inspiring other others, motivating others, donating your time, whatever that means to you, like that what your purpose is. And for everyone here in a bitches land, it's going to be different, right? So I know that this is a lot of work, I know that the last couple podcasts have been fun but serious, but I think that the one thing that most women in the world are missing in their ambitious lives is knowing why they're here, knowing their absolute purpose. And once you know your absolute purpose, the world is your oyster. The world just opens up to you and God and the universe just co-create symbiotically with you to make your life the most ambitious it can be so that you can be in your power 100%. You can own that shit and be the HBIC of your most ambitious life. So do the work. And if you're not on the app and you want to show me your work, DM me on Instagram, post it, tag me in it. I would love to see the things that you're working on in your life's purpose because the more bitches out there that know their life's purpose, the better the world is going to be. Okay. So in the meantime, don't forget, don't be a hoe, share the show, sign up for that seven day free app experience. And if you've already joined the app, share it with your friends so that they can get on here and start living their most ambitious lives as well. And in the meantime, don't forget to stay ambitious and I will see you next Tuesday.